0: Well, it's time for another Board Recap Podcast. Dr. Smith, how are you today? It's a great day. Absolutely. Well, we had another school board meeting last night, and as always, we started off with good news, and as always, we had good things to share. So let's just do a quick recap of that. We talked about the fact that Attendance Awareness Month is always in September, but we're really talking about ways to promote good school attendance. A little bit coming out of the pandemic we know students had to miss from time to time but we know we want our students in attendance every day so
1: yeah and i think one of the posters that really resonated with me and i saw this many many years ago was i think the the statement was, empty seats don't learn. So no, it's so important right. that
0: students be with us each and every day. Most definitely. And families are finding out now here in a couple of weeks there's going to be a new system. We're trying to simplify the process when your child does have to miss uh, to report that absence. So more information on that coming soon. And then uh, before we get into the rest of good news, L.A. Sina Martin from the president of the foundation just presented some of the good works that, that they're doing to support our schools. And, boy, are we ever lucky to have so many good donors and contributors and supporters of our schools and foundations.
1: Absolutely. And I, I think she could have gone on much longer than oh, she did last night. Oh, definitely, yes. Uh, very grateful to the Evansville community and, and Elev, Evansville alumni that live even outside of the Evansville community that know how important it is to give back
0: to her schools to support our current students. Most definitely. And then we recognized the fact that recently Megan Wright, she's a longtime teacher at Halford Park uh, STEM Academy, and she was recognized as the Junior Achievement Teacher of the Year. So very proud of her. Um, we Thank had our... Yeah, Megan's an excellent She is and you've you've been around her a lot too because we have a great partnership and activities or a project that she does every year with her students and very global. Yes definitely. Um, and then we got into the September Cause for Applause. That's our first time we've done that this year, Employee of the Month, and that was Amy Schneider. She is a, an assistant at Cedar Hall School, and boy, could you ever tell the students and staff were appreciative of her efforts. Absolutely. She's just the kind of individual that I hope everybody has the opportunity to be around. Uh, just lifts everyone up and makes everyone better. Does it for the right reasons. You bet. For Sure. And then United Way Day of Caring was Friday, and I know you were right in the middle of that. You were in some of these pictures. You and some individuals from Deaconess uh, Health System and some EBSC individuals came together to support the United Way and did some landscaping work at Dexter, and that really looks nice.
1: It was a little bit warm in the afternoon, but uh, really great to be able to get to know folks from Deaconess. Uh, great, great people, and appreciate them giving their times
0: to make our their time that is to make our community better. Uh, Just a great day. Yeah, and good to do that because we're about a month out from our United Way EVSC campaign. Looking forward to support that both through the day of caring on Friday and coming up in a month with what we can do financially. So looking forward to that as well. And then final thing that I was able to lift last night was the EVSC options fairs coming up. That's going to be on October 13th at five o'clock at the Southern Indiana Career and Technical Center. It's a great time for eighth graders and their families in particular to come out and find out about our innovative model programs. We love our traditional high school settings, but if you're looking for an additional program, um, great opportunities out there to meet your interest in your learning styles. Right, and it's open to all students, Van Roo County and those adjacent. Certainly. So looking forward to a good turnout and more information on that is on the website as well as you start investigating that process for your future high school student. And that wrapped up good news, took us through public comment and into consent items. All right. Thank you very much. Item 3.02, consideration of allowance of payments. Uh,
1: $12.5 million included a little over $3 million for health insurance payments. And then also, this is the first pay where all of our employees now are receiving their increase in compensation for this school year. Their well-deserved increase Absolutely.
0: in compensation.
1: And I think it's been reported that it's a 4%. Uh, it was actually a minimum of a 4% increase for all of our employees. Then item 3.03 consideration approved the renewal with college board. I think one of the great benefits of being an EVSC student is in the eighth or ninth grade, we pay, for your uh, access to the college board assessment. So in the eighth and ninth grade, it's a PSAT. The state pays for the 10th and 11th grade, but we do know research will tell us that the more times you take that test, the better you score. So we are very happy to be able to uh, give this opportunity uh, for all of our students. And uh, so all of our students in eighth, ninth grade, as well as the 10th and 11th
0: grade, take that uh, PSAT or SAT in class. And again, all students being yes. the key word. It's not just for those that it may be interested, because as you said, the more they take it, the better they do. And we're really pleased yeah. to have this in place. Yes, we are. Item
1: 3.04, consideration approved change order number two with Danco Construction for Cedar Hall K-8 exterior paint project of 2022. So uh we had some change orders here that basically reflected putting in uh, uh, or installing a concrete sidewalk in the existing landscape area and then as we were doing the the paint there were a couple of leaks that were uh, exposed that uh, we hope now we have fixed but those were not discovered until the renovation process so that really is why we have change orders and I tell you Hats off to our architects and to our contractors because our change orders typically are very, very low as a percent of the overall project cost. Um, and I think that certainly is a tribute to architects, the the construction uh, company, as well as uh, Daryl Angermeyer, Chief Facilities Officer, and his crew. So... Uh, From time to time, we do have change orders that we bring for board approval.
0: Well, and as you you have said many times, we take our facilities and the work that needs to be done extremely seriously to create the best environments for our students.
1: We do, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in action items also. Moving on to item 3.05, I think uh, if you've traveled down Walnut Street at all in the last uh, year and a half, two (laughs) years— <clears throat> excuse me, you know, there's been quite a bit of construction. So as that moves now toward uh, where we live on Walnut Street, this basically is a partial acquisition and easement on a temporary basis for them to do the work, and then they will turn that easement back over to us. Item 3.06, consideration to prove agreement with Riverside Insights, which is really cogat, uh, and this is what we use for our high-ability assessment. And uh, it is taken to the board this time because uh, a slight increase of cost because we're going from paper pencil to an online product as well as now there is an agreement that includes terms of service and other things that really do warrant board approval. So even though we've used them for some time, uh, it crossed the threshold of uh, what typically requires board approval. Then item 3.07, consideration to approve the resolution permitting the investment of surplus funds for total monies. This is something that, according to Indiana Code, we have to present to the board every year for their approval, and it simply is the investment of surplus funds. Um, We are highly regulated by how we can invest those funds. It has to be uh, in very, very, very safe uh, products, uh, cause we cannot lose money. So therefore, uh, we have a very low rate of return, but, uh, this is something that we do every year and we are, uh, appreciative of the opportunity. And then finally, under consent item 3.08 consideration to approve the proposed graduation dates and times for this school year of 22, 23. So, uh,
0: the public can click on that and see when we will have our commencements. Uh, and we'll uh, also be sharing that on social media as well as our websites. Yes. We want everyone that has a senior to know uh, so they can start planning to celebrate and they really are celebrations, those high school commencements. They are. That is a lot of fun. There are nine commencement ceremonies this school year. Yes. So there will be a lot of celebrating. Yes, uh, lots of celebrating but that's a good thing. That's a win. Absolutely. And that wraps up Consent. Takes us into personnel recommendations. And as I always say, the, uh, personnel recommendations
1: are there for your perusal. And want to highlight Anthony Akins as well as Stephen Mullen, uh, both going to be promoted into uh, head coaching positions at Bossy High School. Uh, Mr. Aiken for the boys' soccer, and then Mr. Mullen for boys wrestling. And then that takes us into last night's action items. Yes. So item 5.01, it's the public hearing on the additional appropriation for the general obligation bond. So uh, the process is outlined by the Department of Local Government Finances. Anytime you're going to have an increase in the, al- when you're asking for permission to spend money, you have to go through an additional appropriation process. So that was really what we did last night. And then uh, that dovetailed right into item five point zero two, which is the adoption of the additional appropriation for the bond resolution. So okay. those two go hand in hand. And then
0: you know that takes us into five point three four and five, talking about budgets. And you know, on here it may look simple <laughs> if you're looking at board docs, but you talk about summary. You know, the end result of so much work. You want to just tell us a little bit about the, how this wrapped up and <laughs> was approved last night?
1: Yeah, I wish it really were as simple as it looks. Um, So last night is the culmination of months and months' worth of work. So when we look at the adoption of the school budget for the calendar year 2023, that actually is a process that starts uh, in early March and then culminates. Last March, yes. yes, (laughs) Culminates then with the board's approval in September. Uh, in this case, September the 19th. Uh, so six months of work to formulate the budget. And it, it's interesting because I think a lot of people compare our budget process with the city or with the county. But it is very, very different. Yeah, it's it's not the same, is it? Right. And, and it's different because the city, for instance, has the mayor and then they have the city council, nine elected members of the legislative branch. And then they have the mayor who is the executive branch of city government. School corporations do not operate that way. School corporations have an elected school board, and then they appoint the superintendent. So I work for the school board, and one of my duties as an employee of the school board is to create a budget that aligns to their goals and their agenda. So that's what we do. Uh, Very different than what the city and what the county does. But uh, all of this then came to fruition last night. And the board did approve the budget. And uh, these documents will now be placed uh, on our website. And hopefully, uh, this will be easier for the public to find. Uh, We are also moving to a different information system uh, next year. So uh, these reports that the public will see online are actually the specific reports that are prescribed by the Department of Local Government Finance. And then they're also approved by the State Board of Accounts. So it may not make a whole lot of sense in one place, but if you would then go to the State Board of Accounts school manual, then you will see what all the line item codes stand for. And as I said, uh, when we have a new information system, these reports may be easier to decipher.
0: Yeah, sure. And we're hopeful about that. For right now, you can go to our website. You can go to the About Us tab. You'll see the first um, option on that is budget information. And you can see all that information. And and is anything else uh, is lifted that we think could be helpful? We'll certainly add that. We want that to be a spot people can go to and find out anything they'd like to know because it's all right there. Absolutely. So then moving
1: on to 5.04 Capital Projects uh, Fund, this really is a three-year mm-hmm. projection of of expenditures, and it is based upon the audit that uh, Daryl Angermeyer and his crew do of our
0: facilities. So that's a good point. We're talking about facilities. Sometimes we throw around right. capital projects, but you're talking about the right. facility side of the school corporation. Yes.
1: We have about 50 different facilities, 50 different buildings, if you will um, and about 5.1 million square feet under roof. So, uh, for instance, when we, we recently talked about the paint project and the exterior renovations at Cedar Hall, well, those are things that people see. What people don't Mm -hmm. see would be roofs, uh, electrical systems, plumbing systems, HVAC systems, all of those things that are so essential for the effective and efficient operations of our school buildings. So Daryl does a great job. And this budget is this three year budget is crafted based upon when things need to be replaced. And it's a really
0: thorough analysis of all of our properties. Well, and, and I think what has made this uh such a great process for Mr. Angermeyer and for his entire team is with that many facilities, it's not based on who picks up the phone and says, hey, I'd like this. It is not that at all. As you said, it's an audit that really defines what needs to be improved, replaced, changed, when it needs to happen, uh, because they're really trying to to do the best with the budgeted money they have to make sure they can meet the needs of all these facilities. Absolutely. And then that takes us in as well, bus replacement.
1: Yes. So 5.05 is the adoption of the bus replacement plan, which is a five-year plan uh, for the replacement of our buses. We... We have a a bus garage with mechanics that do a phenomenal job. Talk about that because that really, I mean, (laughs) we
0: don't just sit the buses there and drive them and then they just sit in between. No,
1: they do such a great job of making certain that our buses are in great shape. uh, But there is also a replacement plan for our buses. So this basically is uh, evidence that we, we, put that plan in place after it's adopted by the board, and then we will replace buses on a specific schedule. Because as you can imagine, school buses are not cheap to purchase new. They're not cheap uh, at all. And then I want to go into 5.06, which is a consideration toward the contract and approve the resolution regarding the 2022 district-wide energy savings project. So this is a, a really exciting project. And we learned recently that we have the opportunity to capture more rebates if we put in LED lighting, Mm. uh, as long as that LED lighting is installed by December 31st of this calendar year. So we worked with a vendor, uh, ESG, and there are 16 schools that we believe can be finished. Uh, And really what we're going to do is replace every existing light fixture, light bulb, with an LED bulb. Um, so that will reduce our carbon footprint, certainly will reduce our energy, uh, expenditures. And then we take the savings that we accrue from, uh, smaller energy spend and that savings then goes into basically fund the light bulb replacement. So it basically is a cost neutral proposition. And then, uh, after the expense of the LED bulbs has been satisfied, then that savings continues to come to us.
0: And really, a great example of doing something that's an improvement now, and that sets up ongoing improvements as we move forward. And as you can imagine, with that many square feet under roof that you mentioned earlier, that is a lot of light bulbs. Yes, it is. And uh, we appreciate the partnership we have with ESG. Yeah, really
1: a great partner. Yes. Very supportive uh, of us. And um, look forward to having 16 of facilities totally um, incorporating the LED. Light. So I think the other thing, and uh, perhaps this is beyond the scope of, of a board recap, but when we think about what that does, we have an electrician whose sole job it is to go in and replace ballast of our fluorescent lights. Well, that job is going to be shifted to other work that is that is certainly critical for our corporation. So there are just numerous savings, not only in a reduction of our energy spend, but also how we can use our talented electricians in a way that's more beneficial for our
0: corporation. Yeah, more effective for us, definitely. Yes. So that wraps that section up and takes us into last night's information items. So item 6.01, consideration approved
1: change to policies 130 as well as 140. So this was submitted as an information item. Uh, There was some discussion in the board meeting last night about uh, changing a few words. So uh, I think that met with the approval of board members. So that will then come back as an action item. 6.02, consideration, approve, and review policy 5111, which is the determination of legal settlement and eligibility for enrollment of students. And this is something that we must do on an annual basis. So that's just putting this in the pipeline. Next board meeting, it will be there for approval. And then you see item 6.03 and through 6.06. So these are monthly financial uh, documents that are presented by Dr. Underwood that really do give the board a very up-to-date overview of where we are. So if, for instance, the public would click on 6.05, that is the expenditure ledger summary by function and object. So it really does correlate in many ways with the budget document that they can click on that was just approved last night. So if you would look then, for instance, on page four, you will see there's a function, object, and description. So certified salary. This happens to be uh, for, well, let me scroll down for full-day kindergarten, which is actually where I am in the middle of page four you will see that the certif- the certified salaries for our teachers for full-day kindergarten was projected to be $3.3 million. You can then see that the month-to-date expenditure was $242,000. What we now have expended through the year is $2.2 million, so the unencumbered b- uh, balance is $1.1 million. And the unexpended balance is 1.1 million, which means we have about 33% left of that particular
0: line item for full-day kindergarten teachers yet to spend. And what you're pointing out here, Doctor Smith, isn't just on your screen. This is on board docs. Every time Doctor Underwood goes through this on a monthly basis. These documents are here, so anyone can click on them, and you can go down and see the exact same information you were just looking at. Yes. So when I spoke earlier
1: of the budget process, if you will, that's the development of the budget plan, the spending plan for the upcoming year. So every month, the board gets an update, and this is just one of four documents, and they actually then also get an allowance of payments uh, for every board meeting, too. But this is a very specific document document that allows anybody and everybody to
0: track every single penny that is spent in these funds on an ongoing basis. So really, if you're a member of the public and you want to pay very close attention to this, if this is something that interests you, certainly check out the budget information we were referencing earlier that's on the website. But every time we have a school board meeting, go back and look at these documents, whether they're in consent at the beginning of the item or on the monthly basis where Dr. Underwood shares these, you can keep track each meeting that goes along throughout the year. You absolutely can. And if you want to go back
1: all the way to 2008, you may do so. Just simply click under meetings and then to the left, you can go all the way back, as I said, to 2008. If you would click on 2008 and then scroll down, you can look at what transpired
0: on July the 7th of 2008. Yeah. So if you're interested to see changes, comparisons, that information is right at your fingertips. Absolutely. And then that um, wrapped up last night's information items. And for continued business, as always, you mentioned um, the town hall format. Just a quick recap of that. And, boy, aren't we lucky to have that.
1: Yes, and I appreciate board members coming in. Uh, Before every board meeting, we have three board members that come in on a rotating basis, Mm -hmm. half an hour before the scheduled board meeting time. And patrons can sign up beginning Friday uh, Mm -hmm. through Monday for any topic they'd like to discuss with the board. And last night we had two patrons that came in and uh if folks They
0: just had a real nice conversation Right, what it what it amounted to.
1: So folks want to come in and have a conversation, a dialogue with board members, very different than public comment. Public comment is structured so that the public can inform the board of their thoughts and opinions before the board takes action on a specific topic on the agenda. On the agenda, yes. But it's in town difference. hall, right. Town hall is very different. If whatever's on your mind, you can come in and have that conversation with board members,
0: and they will enter into a dialogue with you. Yeah, I think the word conversation or dialogue is key because I'm I'm there. I'm checking on things to keep it moving, and and that's exactly what it looks like. Just a real nice experience for anyone in the public.
1: And frankly, Jason, I know of no other governmental entity, no other – Northern city, county, nor other school corporation, that every two weeks you can come in and have that conversation with your elected officials. They are very open to the
0: public. Well, we're very pleased that they're willing to do that, and thank goodness for our board members, and we appreciate anyone in the public who wants to take advantage of that. And that really wraps up the agenda from last night's uh, board meeting, and we appreciate you taking the time to go through it with us, Dr. My ben. pleasure. Thank you.